I'm running 10 kilometres on May the 22nd, 2022, in order to raise money for medical aid for Ukraine. 10 kilometres is quite a lot for me. So if you are listening to this when it gets released, please go to my GoFundMe page, Toby's Wheezing and Groaning for 10k for Ukraine. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes because that's a bit of a mouthful. And any small amount would be really, really appreciated. We're on Terminus, where all commentary participants come to die. Well, not today. Instead, we're going to accentuate the positive from a Doctor Who story, and I, Toby Haydoke, have to guess what my special guest's favourite things about this particular episode are. Hi, Toby. Uh, this is Lawrence Clark. I'm a stand-up comedian. Write a screenwriter and playwright. And the story that I picked for your podcast is Terminus. And so, welcome to part four of Terminus. My thanks to Lawrence Clark, the comedian, uh, writer. He's a great uh, campaigner for disability representation in the arts um i've known him for a long time since before i got with my partner who is also uh, uh you know a big campaigner for disability representation in the arts so let's have a uh, a nod for that while we're here still a lot of work to do um but let's go to see if there is a cure for terminus and we're on part four and I'm going to press, I'm on the episode selection menu, and I'm going to press enter in three, two, one. Here we go. Um, so poor old Terminus. And of course, I, I've tried to accentuate the positive, um, but I can, I, and I, I, you know, and it's one of those stories that is, is, is bursting with ideas. Um, and actually, there's potential in all of the characters as well. Uh, but I think it, it clearly was really scuppered by, I mean, did they, I think they lost a, they had to do a remount day. Um, so they lost a lot of time and, and that's, you know, that's how these things are shot so blooming quickly anyway. I, I mean, I, 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 considering the things that they had to do, um, this really picked that's a great pacey start with the explosion and the flashing lights and the the judder the judder i think it perhaps needed a bit more judder in the earlier episodes um you know to give a sense that this was a spaceship that was alive and that was failing and the bits were you know going wrong elsewhere i think it could have been a, done with a bit of that as people were walking up and down the stairs um i texted a friend of mine uh, the other and said, I'm, I'm watching Terminus. It just seems to be a lot of people, glum people walking up and down stairs. He said, you should do a series of, of one line story descriptions like that. Um, I like the, I like the inexorable of the, of the, of the, uh, of, of the switch. It's a very Doctor Who thing that, isn't it? To accuse people of being spies. Um, uh, it's a very stagey fight. Um, uh, but that's, oh, that's good. I like that. Oh, and I like the way that, Dominic Guard leaps before thwacking him on the back. That's a nice bit of fighting. And that's a lovely that's a lovely high shot. Except unfortunately Paul Dominic Guard has to do what you would do on stage, which is look at Andrew Burt 
until he knows cocks in the back of his skull that the garm's out of the way, then turn to see where Nissa was and go, oh no, Nissa, without then looking to see where she might have gone. Uh, uh, and he's not helped by actually the, the 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 attractive camera angle that that is shot with that that sort of slightly high. That's a that's a nice high angled shot, but unfortunately it then exposes that he's. He, he, he just needs to turn his head to the left to, to, to <laughs> rather than stare at where Nyssa was. Because the last thing you do when uh, looking for somebody is look at the one place that they're not. But there we go. So, so that, that, I think, is an example of, uh, you know, a production that's, you know, that's having to, to be captured at a bit of a lick. Um, and I feel sorry for Mary Ridge that this was her only, this was her only Doctor Who. Um Yeah, and I think uh, yeah, because of course now nowadays you'd be able to sort of have some shimmer around those engines to to give a real sense of the you know the radiation crackling around it, um, and I like I like all of this, isn't he? He says, "Were you with Colonel Pereira, the chief?" Uh, uh, yay, Colonel Pereira! Oh <laughs> one of the great unseen Doctor Who characters. So I, I I like all this sort of feeding of the 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 backstory. In I, 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 I could do with more of a sense. I, you know, I, I, I well, actually, no, I, I, I like it when, when you get just little crumbs of a life outside, or before, the, the show. Oh, and this is the explanation. You know, we're we're slaves and we depend on Hydravel, which I think is a cracking idea. The idea that they're doing a dirty job, um, and and the reason that they therefore don't do it very well. Um, or, or particularly caringly, is that they themselves are are diseased in a way. They you know they are addicted to a substance. So basically, they're drug addicts. Uh, and I and I think that's a, an intelligent and a, and a and a winning concept. I like that a bit more of that. I we could have maybe done with a bit because this is the only this is the first time we found this out. So we've been with we've been with the Vanier for a couple of episodes. That quite knowing. Um, uh, explicitly, I mean, they've you know they've uh, they've they've told us that they need the hydromel, but that's that's the first time we've had it sort of explicitly stated what it is. Um, oh, and he's he's just pretending, isn't he? I see. Oh, because he's got his stick, so he yeah, very good, sneaky. Uh, he will be able to get the gun because he's got his because he's got his stick. I like that. I don't know how radiation works though, because that mean the gun will be covered in radiation um but he could i don't know oh yes and he holds the gun like an expert and that and and that's quite a nice dynamic that in this little civilization or this this office environment that they have uh having a gun suddenly gives him power suddenly gives him uh one-upmanship over Iraq. um oh we're out oh, so we're back in the beautifully shot uh, we're back in the beautifully shot ventilation corridors, which th th thoughtfully have the tannoy system in them as well. Or it's just very loud and you can hear it wherever you are on the ship. But look, look how great film is. Just just the grill, just the shadows of the grill make it look really fabulous. Uh, and the quality of film is so beautiful, isn't it? Uh, So, uh, yeah, <sighs> stairs again. Um, 
Come on, run, 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 run. Come on, this is dramatic. Um, sorry, I got annoyed then. But, <laughs> but that's the problem because the stairs have got sort of griddles on them. She's got high heels on. Uh, it's all that sort of staging. It's the physical staging that's really hard when you're doing multi-camera because you can't you can't sort of you can't lop off any maneuvers to tighten them up in a way that you would on on film. Uh, and and I'm you know I'm not undermining how hard it is. Um, again, I'm a bit thick. Why, why, I I don't understand why the doors appear. Should I know why the doors appear? Um, I normally think I'm pretty good on what Doctor Who stories are about, and I've, you know, I've seen them a lot. But there are there are bits of this I'm not quite sure I understand. Um, and that's the and that's the. So yeah, so the and the, the the skull means that they can go on to the TARDIS. That thumping of the console isn't what aborted the. I, it's difficult because I'm talking through this. Stephen Schapansky said I should watch. Uh, uh, these, these with the subtitles on because then I would be able to give a better account um, oh poor old Nissa. it's very brave actually to give her give her the disease and actually because of, yeah I, I keep forgetting this is her, her last story and they set her up as this sort of scientist don't they and uh, and, and it's, it's a, I think it's a much more interesting choice than just have a sort of marry somebody off. But it, 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 well, we'll see what happens when it when, when we get to it. I like the I like this. I buy the switch. I think the switch is nice and strong. That the bending of the the bending of the the metal bar works. And this is where the garm comes into it, which is very nice. Um, Lisa, I don't think any of Lisa Goddard's lines are more than two sentences. So good for her for uh, for doing it. Uh, that's not yeah, it's not quite the deal, Turlo. Although Mark Strickson is give it, giving it admirable zeal. Um, what's he gonna? Oh, oh, yeah. This is where you think he's killed Turlo. Uh, and then at the end he's fine I seem to recall <laughs> uh, and it's just a, that was your final warning I'll kill him next time I promise I know but we'll have this conversation a fair bit uh, perfectly uh, no not a clue something like some will die and most survive but um, yeah, <laughs> can you understand me? I think the boot is on the other foot. Um, follow me. Okay, but I certainly didn't understand his really important line. Um, but I, 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 I do think the garm is very sweet. Oh, yay, boar. Yes, because it's, it's interesting because we sort of have to take Boar's word for this. Uh, so we, we first see him sort of going, the reading is still climbing and he sort of wanders into the Forbidden Zone. So it's interesting that we don't see him find the information in the computer. Uh, and and when, when, there's, when there's quite a lot of stuff that goes up. But Stephen Gallagher said a really good thing in the documentary where he said, is it the writer's job 
to make it easy or is it the writer's job to put the story down and 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 for everybody who's making it to rise to the challenge and i you know and i i i i i think i mean i think he is a really really good writer and i think and i think his instincts are correct uh in that you don't you do, you don't you don't pander to write the easy option um because then you get you're all you're de- you're always going to get something quite pedestrian whereas he's gone you know he's he, he goes for the harder option um and that if it when it pays off like it certainly does in in spades in in warrior's gate you get something uh, amazing and when it doesn't quite pay off in this you know i think that the writing is still intriguing and the setup is still intriguing it's just uh, uh, it's just that the the action uh is uh, you know you can imagine can you imagine this in sort of you know dark gloomy corridors and dripping and rusty and you know shuddering ship and bits of steel you know imagine it on the set of alien i know i know doctor couldn't doctor who couldn't do alien but i think that's what and, and see the guy on there with just the eyes way but now you can see him he's he's a walking dog uh <laughs> oh but i like him um and credit to Davison. Um, oh, and I like the fact that the Garm is so so honest uh, and just goes, no, you don't have to lie to me. And it's quite shaming of the Doctor there, really, because you, know, you don't have to force me or lie to me to do it. I, you know, I, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, but Davison is strangely underused in this. He hasn't... Nobody's quite had enough to do. Um, it's interesting. Is it interesting? No, I say it's interesting when I don't have anything to say. That is a tick of mine, and I shall be honest about it. Yeah, so I actually I was a bit in episode two when I sort of said, oh, you know, it's a flawed system having this this cure that doesn't work. It's the cure doesn't work. I don't know who this guy is um, that, that that they're holding. Um, I've got to show you my face in order to talk. Uh, right, so they're assuming this guy we've never seen before took the signal box, um, but I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um, uh but yes i was uh, the 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 idea that you know this is a perfectly good system if only it was done properly um you know is absolutely perfectly right and plausible it's a it's a it's a system that through sort of mismanagement and unkindness it's an unkind world the world of terminus through uh, 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 and because of the slavery element because the garm is a slave because the veneer are slaves n- nobody really gets the best out of anybody and and uh, and and the end result is 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 muddled um whereas if they do it properly and you know just a bit of admin is all you need just a bit of administrative competence and treat your work as well and uh and your old uh, your old cure box uh, will uh, will be much more efficient. We've finally got some camera shake, which is light and the, the nice, and the lights are down, which is nice. Uh, and I like the Garm the Garm getting his sort of his his moment in the sun. 
Um, I'm, I'm st still waiting for Lisa Goddard to get. She so she, she hasn't really got a story arc, has she, Lisa Goddard? Um, it's Lisa Goddard. I know. Um, who was of course married to Colin Baker and Alvin Stardust. Uh, it's working. Yeah, these. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to imagine the part on paper because I think she's good, but it's only because I've had to sort of think about it. I think she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't really have a sort of through story at least Dom Dominic Guard's got his sister didn't his sister have the Lazar disease and I like this I think this is sweet that the doctor is nice to the Garm and the Garm asks for his freedom set me free oh I like that I like that and that the monster isn't a monster and, and I know Stephen Gallagher wanted him to be the sort of the dog at the gates of hell that's a that's a quite a Norse uh, uh, well there's a, it's, a, it's a recurring um piece of imagery throughout various mythologies but of course the veneer come from Norse mythology as well rest that's a very fifth doctor word to say to a to say to a, a creature rest ah and I like and 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 I think there's a cut back here isn't there yeah there's the broken box then yeah and then he does a little look ah I, I mean you know he's got no facial expression at all but the camera angle and the little bit of the movement, I, I think all that would. Now they just look like they're sort of backstage somewhere. It's like they're backstage at the old Vic. Uh, <laughs> oh, a little bit of a sort of walk to camera thing for Andrew Burt there. Um, but yeah, this does, does really look like they're in the wings. <laughs> but the lights are nice and down, which is good. Um, this is Terminus, no one's happy here. I mean, yeah, that's the story in a nutshell. Um, he's good at the... He's, he's free. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Freeze. <laughs> yeah, okay. She doesn't have any great speeches or a character arc, but she does get to point a laser gun and say freeze. That's when you sign on the dotted line. And good old, it's. I think it's a really positive thing that they do with Nissa. When, when I mean, it's it, it still sort of, I, I think, comes out of nowhere. Um, but because companions, you know, could be perfectly happy at the end of the story before, and then this is when your contract's up, off you go. Whereas I think stuff gets seeded a bit more now. Um, there's there's, there's 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 far less character continuity as it were over the over the seasons and i do, i don't mind that it's, it's i don't, don't think one's better or worse really um uh you know i like i like the fact that doctor who is about new worlds i i, I, I was hoping for something rather better on the other side <laughs> i love that and actually i used that in my in memoriam video uh for the year that uh, that Peter Benson and Andrew Burt and John Waller all all went the same year, um, which was what, a couple of years ago, yeah. Um, but yes, I think it's I think it's very bold giving Nissa this very proactive. You know, she she comes she's the one that comes up with the solution for 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 how this should be done, um, and then she makes the big sacrifice, and and. Uh, Valgard looked like he was the sort of bad guy, but actually, he was—he was, you know, he was the one that was sort of bucking the system, uh, and not because he's necessarily 
Been, well, no, he is. He's. I suppose he's sort of nicer than Arak, isn't it? We're, we're, you know, we're supposed to see that as a victory that that he's won. But he's a. You know, he's not. A, he's he's by no means a, an angel. Uh, and I quite like that that it, that it's a sort of rough and 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 ready character. That's that's the the sort of the heroic one of the veneer. They are. You know, they they come from quite a a a, a grubby and morally compromised place. That these aren't. You know. Not everything's pretty. Um, I love how she can tell what it is just by looking at it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's yes, it's it's these drugs you can have, and they will also be the lighting system on the planet Frontios in the future. Uh, and that's that's a nice thought to the outside world because you think why would why why wouldn't the company do it? Um, oh, doesn't he have to do a bit of? I think he has to do. Yes, I think he does a good job with this because it's it's hard um, to do the yeah I'm with you yeah it's a kind of because he needs to punctuate the scene it's a shame that he, he almost walks into the wall as he leaves um, but I th I think he does a decent job of that it's a slightly pony uh, uh, phony uh, ask and I think he does it well um, oh and I really like the way that uh, Dominic Gard does the kind of no so I'll, I'll shoot it and she's like oh you big wet lettuce um, but I, I like the way he does it he's very pretty isn't he um, and I do like his hair and the headband I like that whole look um, and he and his brother Christopher are voices in the in the Lord of the Rings uh, animation the Ralph Bakshi one aren't they and I think they were also were they both in A Woman of Substance with Jenny Seagrove uh, and Liam Neeson oh Christopher Gard definitely was. Um, and uh, Martin Potter was married to uh, Susie Blake. According to IMDb, he is still married to Susie Blake uh, of Victoria Wood, as seen on TV fame. And they haven't been married for a long time. Just goes to show you shouldn't always believe most of what you read on IMDb. Uh, it is just updated by people. And actually... Even if you know what you're talking about, you try to change it. They sometimes don't let you. But uh, Susie Blake has not been married to Mar Martin Potter for a very long time. She is actually now married to the son of uh, the actor Victor Platt, uh, who played a policeman in Quatermass in the Pit. Um, I'm about to. Is that is, is that about the longest line she's had all episode? I'm about to. But she invests it with a nice little energy. Um, the old... <laughs> they have, of course the, has has Tegan been t partying because she suddenly got she, I love that bit <laughs> that's brilliant I love that it needs more of that That say you're pleased to see her it's absolutely fantastic the, I wish Nissa and the Doctor had more moments like that you can see what Peter Davison means when he says uh, he, he wished he'd had sort of more to do with, with Nissa because that Doctor telly you're pleased to see her is terrific <laughs> I think that might be my favourite bit. Um, and and I like the philosophy behind this, you know. Yeah, don't... You, you, he was doing it before because you told him he had to and because he had a box. Now just ask him nicely. He's a good dog. Um, and, I've, and, I've, and I sort of feel the same about, about, about Terminus. As I've, 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 I've really wanted to... I've really wanted to champion this because I like the underdog or the the undergarm, uh, <laughs> but um, 
but this and this is this is really nice i mean i mean it's appropriate it takes place at the bottom of some stairs with everyone being glum <laughs> they could have done a lot of symbolism where people were happy when they're at the top of the stairs and sad at the bottom of them um this is this is excellent the 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 the, the reprise of Nissa's theme from Keeper of Traken, which is a beautiful piece of music. Uh, and I like the way the Doctor goes to shake her hand and she gives him a kiss. Uh, uh, there's real emotion there from Sarah Sutton. Uh, and, and you know, they're not afraid of saying, but this is going to be, this is going to be really hard. And do you want some clothes? Um, and... Yeah, Davis, Davison selling it all there. You would, you would hope that's not the goodbye. You would hope they come to the TARDIS and she packs a bag. And uh, it's a very Doctor Who thing. Is I'm leaving, so I'm going to say goodbye in the set I'm standing in, and we'll just go our separate ways now. Um, but I think it ends here, doesn't it? With with the the Black Guardian shouting at Turlo. So I like to think that's not the last that that Nissa and the Doctor see of each other, and that and she comes and pats a bag and goes, yeah, I'll, I'll still. Surf's terminus in more than my underwear. Um, oh, there's a skirt lying around, so you can have that as well. Um, and Dolby will go, yeah, and I, I bundled up some, 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 uh, a cloak to make it look like a man. You could use that too. Um, and I love this because we've seen the Black Guardian only on the, the TARDIS scanner. I like the fact he's suddenly in clear, you know, and and the. And you know it goes really close. You can make out uh, make out the hair sticking out of his nose. Uh, but I like that because uh, he's such a striking image, and he's you know not not many actors I think can get away with looking right down at the camera. Uh, and uh, and he do, he does it. He's got such a dem demonic aspect. I think that's that's and it's quite shocking because he's been uh, slightly sort of ephemeral on the on the scanner to suddenly have him you know crystal clear and you know as close as you can go. Uh, that's a great way to end the story. Um, so I yeah so I'm sorry if I was a bit thick and didn't pick up all of what the didn't quite follow everything of the story, which I hope is unusual um, for me. Um, and 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 I'm sorry if I was perhaps a bit. Uh, top heavy with the criticism early on but I'd, I'd really expected to struggle with episode one because I'd remembered the first time that I'd I'd, I'd struggled not the first time the, the time I watched it um, uh, you know in the week of Rose um, oh and I did it for running through corridors as well I'd forgotten about that um, but you will have to read about that when the book comes out which will be in about forever um, but uh and I, yeah, and I remember just uh, not having an awful lot to say about it. So I hope I had some interesting things to say about it, even if it was only the fact that Martin Potter isn't married to Susie Blake anymore, <laughs> so that you can update your social diaries. Uh, I've got to choose two things. Well, Nissa's leaving scene, obviously. Um, and I suppose that includes uh, Dr. Teller, you're pleased to see her, which I think is terrific. Um and I suppose, I suppose the idea of of the, the the slavery of the of the Vanir, which I think is an interesting dynamic, when Doctor Who stories often follow a very similar template. I think having something like that in it that is 
that 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 comes from slightly left field and is and is unique to this story or particular to this story that just then it does you know it does help the, the the plot a little bit it helps it's the little bit of the world building um you know that and, and doctor who's interesting if it's taking you to you know to different places and interest into introducing you to different structures and civilizations and that sort of thing i think it's that I'd like to say the Garm, but I, you know, I, I know I'm being overly kind when I'm being nice about the Garm. I just think he's quite sweet. Um, you know, I, I know if I showed that to any of my friends, they'd laugh me out of the room. So uh, I have to be careful. Um, uh, and I, and I suppose I like, you know, I don't really know enough about it, but I like the fact that Stephen Gallagher, you know, brings in elements of Norse mythology, and you know, he's he's ambitious. Uh, he, you know, he wants to grapple with big concepts and big ideas and 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 shovel them into doctor who uh and uh and i i enjoy that ambition i like his i like his writing and i i and i like his appreciation of what the possibilities of doctor who can be um and if you ever get the opportunity to hear an interview with him i th i haven't listened to it this time round but i remember on the the commentary for this him really sort of pitching in and and almost acting like a moderator and keeping things going and 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 uh and, and bringing perspectives he's obviously done a bit of his homework not just about his stuff he doesn't just talk about himself he's found out a bit about the actors and all sorts of other stuff uh and that's a that's a sign of him really i think i i've i've only met him the once um but I really enjoyed his company, and uh, uh, and uh, yeah, he he came yeah he came over to to meet me here in Manchester, which was very nice of him. Um, and uh, he's you know he's a really he's a really warm and engaged and enthused guy, and he likes Quatermass. Uh, so do I say Stephen Gallagher is my thing? But I don't know if I don't know if that's cheating. And I don't know if... Yeah, no, damn it, it's my podcast. I'm going to say Sue's, uh, Sarah Sutton, Nissa's leaving scene, which includes the... Uh, tell Dr. Oh, and also, because I was talking about... Uh, Janet Fielding in that last scene, I, I don't know if she's not been to a disco the night before because she has... She has uh, I've, I've been out till three o'clock in the morning... Uh, and I've thrown all of this on and got to the studio throat. She she sounds like she's been on been on a bit of a rave at a at a at a few fags outside a nightclub at three a.m. and uh, uh, and perhaps had a glass of wine before bedtime because uh, doctor she's she's very throaty in that that in the in those final moments of part four. Um, I so Nissa's leaving scene and I'm going to say Stephen Gallagher. I like what he brings to Doctor Who. I'd have liked to have seen him do more Doctor Who. Um, I like the fact that he still engages with Doctor Who. Um, I just like Stephen Gallagher. I just like Stephen Gallagher. Um, and, and you know, so bringing the Norse mythology and bringing, you know, cr trying to create some sort of interesting system with the Vanir. Uh, those are going to be my two things. I don't think... Uh, Lawrence is going to choose that. I think I might have thrown away what little advantage I bought myself in episode three. Um, but it's nice to acknowledge people you like sometimes. So I'm going to do that. I was never going to win with Terminus anyway, was I? Part four. Um, I guess what I love about part four is that it's one of the few times in the classic series where... A companion feels 
like they give it a proper send off. The, the, the whole story is around Mrs. Departure, right from when she's synthesizing her enzyme, right at the start, um, which is a clue to what she's going to be doing after Doctor Who. So, yeah, quite unusual for the classic series. She doesn't just decide to go at the end, but there's a proper, a proper send-off. And then, finally, my fifth overall thing to love about Terminus. Uh, I'm going to cheat because it's the DVD cover. What I love about the DVD cover is the fact that they've superimposed, they've superimposed the skull motif over Nissa, so that when I look at it, it looks like she's wearing a large black bra with white furry trim. Although, that could be just me as well. <laughs> oh Lawrence you cheat uh, I've got the DVD here somewhere I'm going to look at that cover uh, <laughs> well I was never going to have that so I'm glad I went for Stephen Gallagher just to tip a hat to somebody I, I admire and like um, I'm glad you like the DVD there are some beautiful DVD covers uh, on the range I think it's one of the things as a Doctor Who fan actually I think that some of the VHS covers are absolutely stunning as well um, uh, I, I think it's one of the things, some of the the uh, alternate ones you find online as well, some of the fan artwork and covers that people have done. Doctor Who is such an inspirer of creativity. But the ones we get for the range have been, and the new Blu-ray box sets, oh, my goodness. So there are such, you know, there are such clever people in fandom, all of whom, you know, would probably acknowledge they've been inspired in the things that they do now by Doctor Who. Um, and, you know, yes, there's, you know, the the artwork, the layout and all this, you know, there's not, there's, there's not many people who work on various bits of the Doctor Who range who, who didn't get drawn there because they were fans, um, which is is an extraordinary thing. You know, I don't think you get that with, with, uh, with many other, um, you know, commercial releases of stuff where the, the people in charge of the, the you know, a, a, a particular element of it and, and necessarily you know died in the wall fans of something so doctor who has been very much fueled um uh well no we just benefit we just benefit you know doctor who would still be good without without fans but i think I, I certainly as a as a consumer um uh you know get very excited by the fact that uh you know the the dvd cover the trailer the coming next trailer on the dvds and all that sort of thing are done by fans who are also professionals in what they do uh and and produce something that you talk about you go oh, have you seen the cover of that have you seen the, the next time trailer on that which so that every little piece of of a doctor who release uh, is, is a sort of talking point uh which is great because i love talking about doctor who as you can probably tell um lawrence do follow him on twitter and do do follow his uh, facebook page he is an excellent uh, live comedian but he's also done uh, some really thoughtful and funny short films and sketches. Uh, and his stand-up, he does refer to Doctor Who. Um, he's uh, 
I'm you know I mean I'm a bit I'm I'm not entirely over the moon about comedians talking about Doctor in their sets because that's my turf biatches. Um, anybody who just takes what I said seriously uh, is you don't come to any comedian shows ever. Um, but it is my turf. Um, but um, uh, so so you know even he's he's a good comic in his own right. But uh, the fact that he also throws in Doctor Who references sometimes means there's an added bonus for the likes of uh, you and me. Uh, and he's a trailblazer. Um, but there are there are more um, uh, disabled comics emerging on the circuit now, which is a good thing. But uh, Lawrence has been doing it for a very, very long time uh, and uh, with great skill, too. Um, and I think is has been somewhat overlooked uh, uh, and which which gives the lie to oh god in diversity they just give gigs to any old person just for the sake of diversity well i think lawrence deserves to have had his place in the sun irrespective of the fact uh, that he's a disabled comedian um just because he's a really good co- comedian so i would uh, check out his stuff i think you will very much enjoy it and uh, uh and uh, and i know that lawrence is uh, has got some good gigs coming up and is and is is making waves in various different media so uh uh i know that we will be seeing more of him and rightly so uh so i hope we managed to get through i thought terminus would be a bumpy ride it, it, in fact if anything it needed more bumps uh i i think it's big problem which i hadn't i hadn't uh, until i had to sort of talk about it here uh, and I know I'm supposed to be accentuating the positive, but I think uh, I think what could have what 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 is responsible for a lot of its bad reputation is that it's very static and very glum. And I think if it had got a little bit more pace and a little bit more sense of this, you know, spaceship that was malfunctioning and shuddering and 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 you know, it's not its fault. It's set in a in a floodlit studio in 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 you know on BBC sets. That's that's Doctor Who. Uh, for, that's Doctor Who anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, it just—I uh, think it just needed a bit of pace and a bit of energy. Needed Graham Harper there on the floor, going, "Come on, everybody, give it a bit of a bit of welly." But I feel sorry for Mary Ridge because it was made under hugely compromised circumstances, and I still think it's interesting. I still think it's beguiling. I still think there's a world there that I don't quite understand. So that's nice because uh, every time I think I watch it, I'll still be—I'll still be searching for things, but not to the extent that I can't follow the story or. I'm baffled by it, but it's 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 still slightly nebulous, um, which is which is interesting, um, and there's plenty to recommend in it. Uh, but for now, it's uh, well, <laughs> I mean, bored. <laughs> I mean, bored did say I, I, I was hoping for something rather better on the other side, which everybody turns over to ITV and goes, there is something better on the other side, but not at all. Um, Oh, well, look, thanks for listening. I hope you're all well. I'm getting as throaty as uh, Janet Fielding at the, in the final scenes now. So um, uh, I'm going to stop talking and uh, uh, I'm going to destroy the box and set you free uh, until the next time I take you. I hope to a slightly happier time and place than the grey environs of Terminus. Until then, goodbye. I've been Lawrence Clark. You can find me on Twitter at Lawrence underscore Clark or on Facebook at Lawrence Clark Comedian 
or my website, loveiscart.co.uk. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Happy Times and Places, which is presented by me, Toby Haydock, and my special guest is Lawrence Clark, who can be found on Twitter at Lawrence underscore Clark. Thanks so much to the patrons who make these broadcasts possible, and they include Ruben Herfindahl, Peter Burns, Peter Harness, Rob Leonard, Stephen Moffat, Richard Straw, Adam Stone, David Spofforth, David Spencer, Richard Smith, Trevor Smith, Paul Shields, John Sheehan, Edward Salt, Samuel, I don't have a surname for Samuel, Tom Selinski, Gavin Rymill, Darren Rule, Alex Rowan, Paula Reynolds, Peter Reed, Rachel T.S., Quarridors, Liam Price, Fnord Prefect, John Pettigrew, Thomas Payne, Ken Patterson, Richard Patey, Phil Pascoe, Russell Parker, Mark Trevor Owen, and Jeremiah O'Connor. The music is by Dave Gates, the artwork by Dylan Patterson. And if you would like to join that illustrious list, uh, there are more people on it too, I only mention a few every time, so if you weren't mentioned there, you will be on a future release, but you are no less appreciated. Yes, one of the things that happens to you if you become a patron, if you want, is that you get your name read out on a certain amount of these releases. Uh, But if you would prefer to remain anonymous, and many do, there's a a certain amount of shame to be associated with the guff that I come out with. Um, You can still anonymously, and and under the Data Protection Act, you can still throw uh, your hard-earned cash my way from as little as £3 a month at www. I don't need to say that bit, do I? Everybody assumes that's there. At patreon.com forward slash Toby Haydoke. Yes, for as little as £3 a month, the tiers go all the way up to... Oh, I mean, you could give me a million pounds if you want. Um, but it's fairly egalitarian. Most things are available at the lowest tier. Uh, certainly advanced releases, um, exclusive material, uh, you know, if the odd interview with actors, uh, the odd bit of written stuff pictures of my dog and a special podcast just for patrons called far too much information which delves even further into the arcane stuff that uh, i've dug up for the too much information strand so uh, please do that uh, if you are so inclined if not you can do a one-off payment at ko-fi.com forward slash toby that's very simple to use and is basically like throwing a few quid into the hat of a busker but doing it via the internet Um, but look I know that times are tough I am just grateful to you for listening however if you want to do something that costs very little time and precisely no money you can go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and score these with five stars uh, and perhaps leave a couple of nice lines of review because that just helps to make my algorithms look all pretty thank you very much indeed I'm, I'm sorry I keep having to do these bits at the end, but at least I do them at the end. Yeah, that's that's because actually these things are ad-free. That's one of the reasons I need uh, patrons is because I uh, am, am uh, uh, not, you know, I'm not, I've not uh, allowed advertising uh, on or during these things. But um, so so I have no revenue stream apart from you good people out there. So that's how that works. That was a really stumbly and not very slick um, (laughs) plea, wasn't it? Uh, Perhaps I should just do adverts. And uh, anyway, no, I'm not going to do adverts. So there's no adverts, but that comes at a price. Well, it doesn't. It comes at a price for, for me. You know what I mean. 
I'd like to say to help these remain advert free, they're, they're going to remain advert free, whatever happens. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, I'm not holding a gun to your head. I'm, I'm just droning on now. I've, in fact, I mean, I I wouldn't even pay for this. Uh, anyway, there we go. Yeah, I know that was a bit rubbish, but I'm not doing it again. Well, if you didn't like listening to it, imagine being the one who actually did it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Toby Haydoke. These podcasts have their own stream at Haydoke Podcasts. Is it called a Twitter stream? I don't know. Uh, and I do a comedy night every Tuesday at 8pm at XS Malarkey at the Breadshed in Manchester. Now, it may be that you live miles away from there uh, or are not going into buildings, and that's absolutely fine. We do an online version the first Sunday of every month at 8pm at twitch.tv forward slash excess malarkey there's loads of archive up there right now because we did it all through the pandemic and very popular it was too lots of fantastic comedians from around the world talking about stuff in an amusing way oh i've discovered some uh, missing scenes with the uh dialogue for the garm that uh, we didn't get to hear in the episode uh, so it's exciting isn't it you miss such gems as um, oh yeah here we are there was a and um oh the brilliant and uh, oh let's not forget you know the really important piece of exposition of uh, <laughs> Oh, well, look, it amused me. 